0: Hey everybody, welcome to The Light Angle. Today is May 8th, 2023, and my name is Jack. Hope y'all had a good weekend. Oh, what another crazy weekend in the United States of America. Tons of bad news, and uh, I feel like everybody's all aware or should be aware of what's going on in the world. Uh, So let's not cover that. Instead of uh, that stuff, let's talk about other stuff. Um, This week, you might not know, but this week is the National Pet Week. Yes, there is such a thing as a National Pet Week. And the American Veterinary Medical Association actually has a bunch of stuff going on. You're probably wondering, well, when did this pet week start? Well, actually, it was created in 1981. And the goal of uh, national pet week is to help people foster responsible pet ownership, recognize the human animal bond and increase public awareness of the value of veterinary medicine. There you go. Uh, the American veterinarian medical association, uh, has a bunch of stuff that you can do throughout the week. Uh, some of it's pretty basic, like just understanding that when you choose a pet, it's for the life of the pet. It's a commitment, also, behavior health, believe it or not, it's good habits for happy pets. Uh, nutrition and exercise, loving your pet, traveling with care, emergencies, and planning for your animal. So, uh, yeah, just keep that in mind. If you have a pet, you know, don't just keep it outside tied to a tree. That's that's not okay. So, uh, yeah, National Pet Week. It's this week. <laughs> there you go. Public service announcement. Uh, I do have a couple... Actually, really, I don't have all that much. Uh, Good news was hard to find. Um, So we're going to run with some things. Well, let me just start this first thing. Uh, This is something I didn't know, but uh, especially for folks with uh, young people um, and helping them develop properly, they need their, you know, their vitamins and minerals, right? So this is from actually the Good News Network, and um, yeah. It's talking about walnuts. Just a handful of walnuts three times a week boost attention and brain growth in adolescence. I'm thinking it's probably also good for, you know, those of us who are not young anymore. So a handful of walnuts three times a week is good enough to boost attention and brain growth in secondary school kids. They contain a type of omega-3 oil that's particularly beneficial in growing brains. Scientists who studied 700 kids aged 11 to 16 found cognitive development and psychological uh, maturation increased in those that ate the nuts regularly. They also had a big difference in those diagnosed with ADHD, wherein the walnut munchers were much more able to concentrate in class than before and were less hyperactive. Well, maybe I could benefit from these. I have trouble concentrating period. And there are times where I tend to be hyperactive. So maybe I should just eat a bunch of walnuts. I don't know, but this is good for you. Those of you who have little people or no people who have little people just, you know, start throwing walnuts at them and make them eat them. It'll be good for them. They need it. Oh, well, what else we got? All right. This is, uh, this last article. Yeah, I know it's real short this week, right? So, uh, if you were looking forward to a long 30-minute, you know, podcast of the light angle, well, not this week. Instead, you should be focusing on your pet and figuring out how to best fellowship outside of church. Yes, fellowship, I said. Do you know what that means? Fellowship. We don't do enough with the church outside of church. And for most of you that makes sense. If I was telling this to a first century Christian, they'd be like, what are you talking about? We fellowship all day, every day. So this is from Lisa Yvonne on Bible Study Tools, and it's the five best ways to fellowship outside of church. She goes on to say, Have you ever found yourself rushing into church, eager to get your fill up for the week? Or perhaps you've had a rough few days and need the encouragement and motivation. You'll find there to trust God and rely on his grace. Maybe you're looking forward to the hugs and smiles from others who love God. Well, those are truly good things that happen on Sunday mornings. Having fellowship with other believers in between church services can also make a big difference in your faith walk. Fellowship is important seven days a week, not just on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights. So what is fellowship? At the very end of Acts 2 is a precious insight into the life of believers in the early church. God did many miracles in their mists. They grew by leaps and bounds on a daily basis and they fellowship together. Luke writes that they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Fellowship is community. It's deeper than being in the same space at the same time. It is sharing life together. So why is this important? You're probably asking. Well, God created us as members of one body to fellowship together. The gifts God has given us are to be used in community. After all, what good is a gift like teaching or healing or wisdom if you're by yourself all alone? And it is during our times of fellowship that we both receive and offer encouragement, compassion, wisdom, and support. Also as a result of fellowship, lost people get saved. After all, we look to the early church's example, we see that God moved mightily among the believers as they gathered together and they had a great impact in their immediate community. So how can we make this a part of our daily lives? If fellowship is to be an organic part of our Christian walk, how can we add it to an already busy schedule and full life? While church is an essential and foundational part of our walk with God and growing our faith, so too is fellowship beyond the church walls. And she goes on to give us some examples. The first example is encouragement. Hebrews 3.13 exhorts believers to encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Fellowship during the week can be in the form of an encouraging text or phone call to a friend. It can be reaching out when you see someone who is discouraged or having a hard time and sharing a verse, a hug, and a prayer. Fellowship helps strengthen faith. The author of Hebrews shares a goal beyond bolstering someone's emotions, though. Encouraging also keeps our hearts soft before God and His truth, instead of calloused by sin. Why? Because even when we confront sin in each other with love, we are helping point one another towards Christ. This encouragement to stay faithful is essential. So who can you encourage today? Number two is sharing your table. Sharing meals together is another great way to have fellowship with other believers. In both the Old and New Testaments, there are so many examples of sharing a table with others. Open your home and have someone over, even if it's for takeout pizza. Hospitality and fellowship aren't about perfect homes and meals. They're about face-to-face connection and honoring God. Hospitality actually meets needs within the body of Christ. Acts 2.46 takes it just a bit further than that, than the act of eating together and shares that those who did so originally did it with glad and sincere hearts. As you meet together and share a meal, do it with joy and sincerity. Mm, That's a good one. I believe the way to a man's heart is through his belly. And I mean, it only makes sense, right? You know, guys got to eat. All right. So number three is hanging out. Life gets busy and sometimes you can't clear an evening even when you want to. When that happens, find some time to hang out while running errands or while the kids play together. Perhaps you visit over yard work, helping one another out. Community and fellowship involve times and intentional effort. It's not just enough to hang out on purpose, though. You need to hang out with purpose. Fellowship, that intentional time together, always has a goal of encouraging each other in the Lord. As you do so, you will build relationships and deepen connections so you can fulfill God's call to consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Hebrews ten twenty four through 25. Number four, praying together. Prayer isn't just church services before meals or in your private prayer closet. In fact, James 5.16 tells us we need to share our sins and pray with each other. While you're not going to walk up to another Christian in the grocery store and just start confessing all your sins, there is tremendous value in sharing your struggles with a trusted Christian friend and praying together over, for overcoming grace. This act of prayer and support is truly one of obedience and part of God's plan for the body of Christ in their times of fellowship. Number five, and finally, studying the word together. Bible study can happen both in and out of church. Don't be afraid to get together with some others who love God and go through the word together. There is much benefit. The early church was devoted to the apostles' teaching. First John 1 John 1.3.7 uh, refers to fellowship truly being a result of knowing Christ and learning more about him, of walking together in the light. Consider doing this with those you are close to during the week. Study a passage on your own and meet together and talk about it. This is often what small groups do, but if you don't have one to be a part of, you can do this on your own with others who would enjoy meeting. However you choose to make it a part of life, Important things is that you, the important thing is that you don't neglect fellowship. Church is essential to Christian growth, but fellowship is also very important. I agree completely. And this is, this isn't hard, folks. I mean, number one was encouragement. Send a text, you know, somebody you're talking to, a kid, a grandkid, a relative, who knows, somebody in your life. Encourage them, you know, encourage them the right way. Encourage them to make good decisions, but encourage them. That's part of fellowship. That's what we're supposed to do. And all of these things that were just mentioned, open opportunities to share the word of Christ to those who don't know who he already is. So you have the opportunities. You just have to kind of be aware of them as they're presented. You know what I mean? Knowing all that, I'm going to ask you all to pray with me. Father God, thank you for this new week. Help us all open our eyes to the opportunities you put before us to best serve you and the communities we live in. Motivate us to use our free time to fellowship with others, and make it a priority in our lives. Use us to reach the lost and encourage our brothers and sisters. Please continue to bless us indeed, enlarge our territory, and keep us from evil and temptation. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all, I told you it was going to be a short episode, but that's it for the Light Angle this week. But remember, we each have a purpose that's much greater than making a few extra dollars, feeding a temptation, are getting the last word in on the social media post. It all starts with two simple things: loving our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. It always starts with a little light in the darkness. Light it up! Light it up.